Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. So what do you think of someone who can eat gluten? Do you mm. like it? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. Will, will you be able to really tell? <laughs> I can't, but okay. I haven't had gluten since last year. Oh, okay. So, so for, for, the, for our guests, they should know what we're doing right now. Eating brownies. <laughs> or for our guests. Right? I was saying our guests. Our listeners. Our <laughs> listeners. Well, they're our guests, too. Yeah, who are yeah. our guests, yes. Guests. We are their guests in their living rooms or in their ears mm-hmm. as well. So when we have guests um, that bring us presents like... Beer. Um, <laughs> let, 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 let's talk about the things that guests brought us. Coffee. People mm-hmm. brought us coffee. Now we have brownies. What else? We've had lots of stuff. We had a magazine come in and the last guest, which was nice. Um, so, uh, Jacqueline Carton's here. T-shirts. <laughs> T-shirts. Oh, which I owe. Oh, jeez. I just yes, remember something. Um, Jacqueline, Dave, have you guys met before? No. No, just okay. today. Just today. Okay. Can we start this interview by uh, recounting the story about how you and I met? Sure. And then, and then I think that's a nice way to introduce who you are. So okay. how did we meet Jacqueline? Well, so at the end of September of last year, uh, St. John had the award show, The Originals, and my friend had invited me to go. So her and I were waiting. We were waiting outside. And you, I think you and I had met years ago at like, I think your brother had had an, a photography showing. And maybe that's where I met you. Like, Okay, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So you were... Uh, you were walking by with your adorable daughter, and which one? Uh, I want to say your name right, Kaya. 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 Yeah. Uh, and my friend, she's very social and uh, outgoing and friendly. And she said hi to you and reintroduced us, and that was nice. Nice to you know say hi to someone. And then as we were watching the awards show, you won, and I loved the speech that you gave because you were oh. talking about um, how in all of the modality of storytelling that you do, love, the story of love and kindness is what what you're into. And that just really spoke to me. So I went over and I introduced myself. I said, I, I really just wanted to let you know I loved what you said. And, um, and we've become friends ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, isn't that interesting how things just kind of go? Like, I, it was not as if I had an ulterior motive, like, this right. is a guy who has, like, a podcast, come and fight me on it or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. It was just genuine. I really I really liked what you said, and it spoke to me. Well, I really appreciate that because it's a really interesting um, – it was – when did I do the big speech that I talked about the vision? How long ago was that? Uh, you are talking at the um, – what was what was, was the event? The, uh, a, a luncheon. A big luncheon. There was, like, four or 500 people, and I was mm-hmm. the, the keynote speaker yeah. and Dave led me through an exercise of uh, creating a new vision statement for Hemmings House mm-hmm. and we're trying to put up all these he asked me to put all these things up on the board because this is what Dave does as an executive coach mm-hmm. and I was putting like a bunch of words like love peace blah 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 but really I was focusing on storytelling creativity yeah, innovation all this <laughs> crap and, then Dave, and then Dave was like uh, trying to take them off you know, trying to narrow it down and then he knew that really it was the the kindness and the happiness mm. words. And I was like, is there a place in, to talk in business like that? And then, Dave, you're the one that really pushed me to that. He said, and said, if this is what your business is, it is what it is. So we got rid of a whole bunch of words on the, on the mm. board. 
and happiness and kindness were there. So what he helped me come out with was a vision statement said uh, that Hemings House is passionate about a happy and kind world fueled by passionate storytelling. And I remember that day going on the big stage to uh, to kind of almost come out of the closet, if you will, to say, <laughs> yes, I'm a, I'm a lover in business. <laughs> Uh, I remember it was almost uncomfortable. I was like, mm-hmm. all these ties are out there and all these people who I know for sure are going to think I'm crazy, but they already think I'm crazy anyway. Yeah. And I just let it I let it go. And then from that point forward, I was like, love and business, they definitely go hand in hand. And this is why and I'm going to keep talking about it. So when you came over to introduce yourself, That's it validated me. my message and yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're more than welcome. And thank you for the message. And I love how you helped. You helped um, him get past the limiting belief of what business is, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and you realize, no, I can define and have my own version of of a career in business. Right, you don't have to follow 100%. any any path out there. And thank you, Dave. You're, I want to acknowledge mm. again. Thank you. For, <laughs> yeah. for, thank you. For thank you. Well, you know what? I would, and 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 I don't think anyone thought you were crazy. In fact, I think to your point, mm-hmm. um, people are really inspired by it. Right, and and that's part of it too, right? But it's but you know we have uh, so in our, in our business we our purpose statement is we help um, our clients unleash courage, mm. and we have to do that with coaching. But really, like it took a lot of courage mm. to do that, and I think and, and whether it's big things like that, like and that is pretty big because you're going in front of your whole community, or in small ways. I mean, it's 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 fun to be always pushing that um, you know that line. So. Tell us about you. I want to learn. I mean, you're gluten free. We know that. <laughs> and my gosh, the brownies and you, and you, are running the, good. The brownies do not taste any. I wouldn't know if that was gluten free or not. But um, tricartan therapy. Yeah. So um, currently, my my gig is being a sure counseling the- therapist. Am I close enough? Okay. So currently my gig is being a counseling therapist. Um, I say currently because you never know where life is going to take you. I never thought I was going to be here. In high school, I was going to be a fashion designer. And then there's other things that I was going to do. So this is where I am right now. And it's great. Um, I have a private practice in the St. John area. I work with all ages. So from you know, under four to I've worked with people in their 80s, families, individuals, couples. And uh it's, uh, it's really fun and liberating to actually have my own private practice because it can be based on how I want to do things. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a very interesting realization just yesterday that speaking of like the limitations that we kind of think when we think of being in the business world, I realized that a lot of the – in the past, I had thought business meant busyness. Like I had to be so busy. Mm-hmm. I had to be giving it 110%. And that – that just was really tiring. So instead, I've kind of been conceptualizing just since yesterday, so it's new. Um, <laughs> instead of instead of my business, um, it's like my offering. So what is it that I want to to hmm. bring to the world? Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that really changes the way you look at what you're supposed to do. Right. And then it, it, it eases... Um, it eases the pressure that we can put on ourselves when we when we think this is the definition I have to follow. Okay, we Dave and I want to be selfish here for a second, and yeah. I do this every time we have <laughs> brilliant humans like you in here. Well, thank you. Uh, we're like, uh, let's use this as our as our session here for for Dave and I. Okay, <laughs> Dave and I are the people when you ask, "Hey, how you doing?" The quick response will be, "Oh, busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're really busy," which uh, is true. But it's true. But, but it, it seems but so candid, it's, and, and it's so it's sort of boring yeah, answer. But it's bloody well true, and we want to learn from you. So I know it's only a day old in, in your <laughs> in, in your psyche, but help us as a therapist. Help us get to this point where we can also uh, realize that we are. She may, an she, may, she may turn this around. I know. I know. 
Well, are you having fun? Because busy can be fun. See, she's doing it right now. That's really good. That's really good. So, when and why why do we feel the need to say we're busy? It's almost like we're explaining and justifying ourselves. I'm making good use of my time. I'm busy. I'm filling the days, right? Um, the way that quote unquote society is telling me I need to fill it. So, I find if is it a fun day? You know, today for me, it's a pretty chill day. This is kind of like the main thing I'm doing. And for some people, they think like there's so much else you could have done today. I, uh, you know, I, I did some work this morning. I went for a fantastic walk. I decided to pick up some brownies. I wasn't in a hurry getting here. So I'm in a nice grounded spot. And I mean, this is fun. This is fun for me. Well, you've inspired me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this has been a, a, a forever thing to grasp onto. It's like... Mm-hmm. The busyness of business, but I but I think Jack brings up a good point. You know, um, you know when you're passionate about what you do, sometimes it's the, mm-hmm. the, it's not about being busy. It's just it's it's actually harder to say no to things because mm-hmm. there's so much you want to do. Right, but that then turns those passion points into annoyances. Essentially, like mm-hmm. things that have to get done. Oh, it's a list. Now I'm a slave to the list, even though the heart was in the right place to say yes to this opportunity. I want 2018 to be the year that I know how to cut stuff out of the life. And I, I, I said this to my wife this morning. I said, Boiling Point's not going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and neither is this. And I'm still going to travel. Yeah. Well, and that's great because we do things because we the ideas we think, for example, if we're busy, we make more money and making more money is going to make us feel better. But if we're exhausted, what's the point? Right? So if, it's the, if you trim out the things that – they may actually reduce your finances. Be responsible about it to yourself. But you trim out things that are draining you. You're getting, uh, you're embracing all these luxuries of life that are mm-hmm. there and just waiting for us to enjoy. One of the things that, that and I, I see a book, I'm reading about a, a, a book here in your bio that you, you wrote, or a workbook, I guess. Yeah. And that I read, am reading. And reading, okay. And, I th- and actually what I know is this a value both you and I hold dear to ours is just how, how can we be the best parents possible, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, in the context of this life we live and this, the craziness that, that, that is around us. This is why we're doing all this. Because it right? is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, so 33 days, a parenting program to strengthen your family. So what, what caused you to, to write this? Uh, well, that was... It was inspiration, um, which I find that's kind of just how I tend to work. Whatever I'm working on and writing, and I'm usually writing something, and who knows if it's going to be published into a book or something. It's it's something that just kind of comes to me. And uh, the idea with 33 Days um, is it's this program where there are these creative activities to strengthen the appreciation for yourself as a parent, for your family members, the children, for your co-parents. And uh, it's incorporating... I was really interested by the idea of the law of attraction when I came across that. And it mm. made sense from my therapist point of view. It fits in so nicely with like narrative therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, the idea that when we change the way we look at things, our lives change. And so we're only limited by our perception. So that that's where that came from. And it mm. was it was fun to create. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate feedback on it. And I, I hope people who do, you know, delve into it, have a good time with it. And feel free to change it up and make it yours like it's not rigid you can be inspired and adapt things well, from it's it it's really neat because dave uh, i i sent jacqueline a note the other day that that i just like you probably gave it to me two months ago and i just mm-hmm. it's always it's been beside my bed waiting to start it and <laughs> I, I started the other night with the kids and it was well with the whole family actually it was and it was so fun it was awesome uh but every night 
and you don't have to be religious to understand what I'm talking about here, but every night we do our, our bedtime prayers. Mm-hmm. And what it is is, you know, usually it's three. I, I, we try to push them into three things they're grateful for, mm-hmm. you know, thankful for this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, uh, but your first exercise was coming up with seven. <laughs> so it was actually really, really fun because all of us had the opportunity to say, you know, seven. So it's just an extension of that, of that thing, that, that tradition we've been having anyway yeah. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So as an, as an evening thing before bed, her, work sh- her workbook is really a cool thing to jump into. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. You're enjoying it. Of course, <laughs> and and, oh and the whole family. That's neat. yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, who, so tell us about like what are the, you, you mentioned? Um, I guess maybe who are the clients you really enjoy working with? People who are ready to remember that they deserve to be happy and to feel good, and are ready to let go of beliefs that tell them otherwise. So, I mean, that's just really anyone who's ready to change. Um, but I do recognize I offer a very kind of specific. I'll say vibration, um, you know, set point that some people will resonate and some people don't. So I, you know, I do trust that people who are going to get something out of the interactions are going to find their way to me. Mm. Um, I don't have like a particular age group or ideal client. Um, anyone, anyone who just is, is ready to be kinder to themselves. And you're, and they they find their way to you, and you can help them through the the process. I, you know, and I I'm not I, I'm not I mean I'm a, I'm well. Tell me a little more about like therapy. Like what happens? You know, when you and I guess it would probably differ depending yeah. on the client. But what would what would people expect from from experience of going seeing a therapist? Well, it really does depend on the therapist. Okay. Um, some are you know kind of a bit more structured in sessions like a session tends to kind of be the same Mm -hmm. way with some flexibility Mm -hmm. i'm not Mm -hmm. i mean there's certain things that will stay the same like the amount of time a session will be but there's a i draw on anything that will kind of work i'm like a magpie i read things i collect things and if i hear something that i think might help a client i kind of stick it in the back of my head and i'll Mm -hmm. say it with kids we do a lot of play therapy Mm -hmm. so using my office it's interesting when adults come in, I'll say, you're in the right place. I work with all ages. There's a lot of toys. Um, <laughs> we use a lot of toys. I have a sandbox, which they love. Um, the adults or the kids? Kids tend to love. <laughs> uh, but I have these, I have like different kind of fidgety tools and Rubik's cubes yeah. that are around the seating area. Yeah. And I find adults usually enjoy that stuff too. Bet, and yeah, we'll yeah. incorporate art as well as, as needed. Yeah, because I was noticing nature, art, laughing, and writing bring her joy. So you so yeah. you probably try to incorporate that. In some respect, into your therapy, I would think. Okay. Yeah, in my office, um, it's got a lot of natural elements in it. Like I, I like to uh, use clay that I actually got at a beach <laughs> for sometimes for us to make uh, items out of rocks from the beach. Um, I have a f- couple of fountains in there. I try to, I try to bring that grounding, calming energy of the outdoors in as much as possible. There does seem like there's a big disconnect, isn't there, from from nature? You know what I mean? Mm. Like we kind of live. St- we were talking. We had an earlier interview. We were talking just about um, to uh, to a, an entrepreneur, or scientist, but just this idea of like so many people don't know 
um, you know, how milk is actually produced right. and how it shows up in carton. But, you know, it's thinking <clears> that's, that's kind of a one example. We don't understand being even. Being disconnected. Yeah. Uh, being disconnected from nature. But there's also this idea that you start, you just, it's, it's very easy to start living in your car and your garage mm-hmm. and your house and your office and all that kind of stuff. And slowly but slowly you get more and more disconnected to, Turn from to nature. Turn into a robot eventually. And, and that, that yeah. in, in a way, that's uh, really the... Uh, the the reason why this whole concept of uh, forest bathing is mm. is there, which is go wash all that stuff off by I, taking I'm a not, hike in the woods, yeah. connecting with the tree or yeah. sitting on the ground. I listened to the most amazing podcast episode of Joe Rogan's podcast the other day, and everybody listening to this, you got to find it. And uh, it was who's the interview? Uh, this guy named um, I, I'll look it up right now. As I'm looking it up, he is like the world researcher on mushrooms. And um, yes, we're talking magic mushrooms. I was just going to ask the hallucinogenic kind. Yeah, well, yeah, all, all, all of them. All of them. But how, um, yeah, Paul Stamets, episode 1035 for any Joe Rogan listeners. Um, it's a two-hour interview about how important fungus and mushrooms and that, that whole network is to our life and to evolution. <clears throat> and once you listen to this podcast and hear this brilliant person speak about all this research uh, and knowing that fungus... Uh, was the very first living thing on this mm-hmm. planet, how connected we are to it. It's uh, It sounds really kind of quirky and weird. And the very fact I just said that sentence tells you how disconnected we are because it's not quirky and weird. In no. a way, well, one part of the argument from the scientists is we are cousins to, to mushrooms. Mushroom, we are part of the ancestral uh, and truth like that, that it's scientifically proven that we are we come from that, right? So why aren't we connected? Like mm. we feel good in nature because it truly is where we we are from, you know. And there's so many cool and interesting studies about how like the uh, negative ions in nature replenish us, especially when we're around apparently um, electronic equipment. We tend to have that leached from us. And there's really uh, interesting studies about grounding and how when you are out in nature, it helps reset your entire body system and reduce inflammation. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm looking forward to listening to that interview you just did yeah. when you post it. Yeah, check it out. I uh, I wish I did it. It wasn't me doing it, but the, it was an excellent, <laughs> yeah. like it's a two and a half hour listen. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. he does, yeah. Joe Rogan does like long form and he is uh, he's a really interesting interviewer. Oh my gosh, yeah. And he's totally. got the most diverse guests you could ever imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to, to do it, like, because people will say to us, wow, that was like 25 minutes with you guys. And I'm thinking... You know, we all and we feel like we just touched on the surface, right? But two hours—that's a long time. To yeah, it's pretty in depth. Yeah. <laughs> but in a way, like you, in a th- as a, as a therapist, like how much time is a typical session? Because you almost feel like you could go for hours, mm-hmm. and it would be um, fifty to sixty minutes is the typical. That being said, I have a tendency, you know, sometimes to go a little bit over. I like to book my sessions with enough of a gap in between people, so it's not rushing. So if somebody needs a couple more minutes. And they're okay. Their parking situation's fine. They're not worried about a ticket. It's nice to be able to have that for them. What, what, what's some of the um, uh, the biggest joys that you've you've had so far in building this practice out? Um, the feeling of freedom, because if I want to take vacation, I take vacation. Um, I've changed my hours. I don't have to run it by anybody. I decide to change my hours. Um, even just the way that I have my office decorated. And how I dress, it's all, it's me. So I feel like I can be, the freedom to be more authentic mm. um, than I might feel if I was working 
somewhere that had like a certain set of standards and rules, which could be beautiful and wonderful for them. I, I just feel I kind of flourish a little bit more with uh, more freedom. <laughs> it's truly the entrepreneurial magnet, isn't it? That that, that concept. Yeah, of, but you're, it sounds like you're living it. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people start with that idea and then they, they kinda, lose it. They kind of lose they it. They lose it with growth, actually. Mm. It's uh, or they, or they with, with a certain type of growth, mm-hmm. like it's time for an employee. Oh, okay. Now, oh, now we got to bring in this element to support them. Oh my gosh! And then just you start to lose that after you start building an organization huh. of yeah. humans. But uh, yeah, you've 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 tapped into a really cool thing. Well, and it's interesting you say that because my. When I, I've been doing this for a few years, and I actually made the decision to not be as busy as I used to be, even if it might decrease the amount of uh, income coming in, because I was getting exhausted. Mm. Um, I I work a four-day work week now because I would find that the weekend would come, and I'd just be like, oh, thank you. It's the weekend. Not that mm. I didn't enjoy working with my clients, but mm. I was just tired. And then Sunday night, I'd be like, I don't feel rested enough, mm. and I don't feel like that was being in the right headspace for my clients either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm definitely s- have made a decision now to be slower than I was when I first started. Cool. And you're feeling, you're, you're noticing that you're, you're enjoying it more. Yeah. I, well, I'd say in general, I just am feeling more relaxed and being <laughs> able to enjoy life more. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily feel necess- like I'm going to work. It's just like, okay, I'm going to go to this place, enjoy myself, have those experiences I'll leave it. I'll go home. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't feel to me like an onerous chore to go to work. Cool. And I'm glad it never actually got to that point. <laughs> so I, so now, and do you do, you do like, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to this parenting program mm-hmm. and, and your workshop. Do you deal, like, do, do a lot of, um, do you, I know you say you have a diversity of clients, but do you have a lot of, like, people coming in around parenting? Is that what caused you to write the, uh, create the workbook? Yes, it was. And, um when I first started counseling um, in my practice, I kind of marketed myself as working with children and teens and families. And that's still kind of my tagline out there just because mm-hmm. I haven't felt like rebranding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, But people, adults would want to come and, and work with me. And, uh, and so I, I was open to that. But um, I would say probably at least half of my clientele is in the child, teen, family sector. Okay. Yeah. Meaning, so they, they mostly, so kids and then some parenting stuff, but not mm-hmm. as much, it's more with, with kids? Yeah, or? and well, with the kids, the parents are going to be involved okay. um, <clears throat> while respecting that the children are their own independent beings. And, you know, I, I let parents and kids know I'm not going to tell you everything your child says, but if certain things are issues and concerns, I'm going to have to, like, to, to let your parents know, I'll say to the kids. Or if there's things that I feel your life would be easier if your parents knew. I'm going to talk with you and find a way that you feel comfortable this information being shared with mom and dad. Oh, I see. So, yeah. so what, when, at what point do, um, as, um, as a parent, should you consider, you know, going, you know, having your child? Like, what would be some signs? Or is it, or is it, like, and I guess maybe my question is, mm-hmm. is more broad than that, is that it, would it be helpful, you don't have to see necessarily signs of any problems or challenges? Uh, well, often it is when there are the challenges that right. people are thinking, okay, something's kind of off. I'm not sure how to do it. I don't know the skills, so let me seek professional help. Um, but it can also be beneficial just to have your kids. I do have people who kind of um, 
preventatively will have their children come by, like if there's been some changes in their life. Okay, they're not showing anything, but we just want them to know what the counseling procedure is like. If if it is an issue, so that's may, smart. Yeah, so so it's like an old, it's like it's something they could access should they ever want to. So they, they know, they, so they don't have this kind of they don't conjure up these crazy ideas of what it is. They actually know what it is. Right. That's brilliant. I mm-hmm. like that idea. Yeah. Parents should do that more often. No, it's, I think it it uh, it really does help create a narrative where kids start to get more comfortable with the idea of counseling and, okay, it doesn't make me weird. It doesn't make me a freak. Right. It actually, you know, it's really cool to see how much kids really enjoy coming to counseling yeah. and they start feeling better. Well, and, and isn't it, so? I mean, I, I have this belief that it's so important for kids to have, you know, many outlets, like not just mom and dad mm-hmm. or not just dad or not just mom, but, you know, I mean, a whole bunch of role models or people they can talk to, you know, that are, uh, you know, safe adults and, and people to be, to, to go to. And, and to, I mean, ideally have a pick, right? Right. Versus, um, because I, I don't know, it's interesting as kids get older, they might not want to talk to you, mom or dad, about something that's going on, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about you Gentlemen, but I can remember as a kid, sometimes you get you're a little embarrassed to bring things up to your parents, even though your parents <laughs> most likely are not going to judge you for it. Um, but you're like, I don't know, it feels kind of weird bringing it up to mom or dad. <clears throat> and uh, and sometimes you might actually be having an issue with your parent. Right. And you're like, I just need to talk to somebody about it. That's impartial third party. Right. Yeah. I, I got a funny, well, I think it's a funny story. So, um, so we, as people, as listeners will <laughs> like know, you, you, you set that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was funny. So it's, but it's about not want your kids. It's ultimately about not your child, not wanting to talk to you about something. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of in a funny way, a very obvious way. Um, so we, we were surprised by a third child, um, you know, years after our first two and, um, you know, and then I went and finally got a procedure to make sure this doesn't happen again. There's a big story around that. I can't wait to hear that on the bowling point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd be happy to share. It's kind of a comical story. I ended up going to Toronto and, and this whole thing. And anyway, so I, I, I go through the process of getting vasectomy and, and I come back and, and um, the kids were kind of curious where I was and they wound up this conversation. And my, do- my daughter, um, who's seven at the time, mm-hmm. said, but I don't understand, Dad, like... If it's about mom having a baby, why would you get the <laughs> surgery, oh, right? Learning moments. Right, right? And then my, Open door, and baby. And so this is, this is where I was going with this. My son, who's a few years older, just goes, I got to go. <laughs> he wants out of the room. He's like, I got to go. I'm going to go, so Liam, funny. come here. We can talk about No, no, I got to go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can picture Liam in that position, oh, too. He, and he, he, he's, he's all red-faced, right? He, he's knew, like, he knew where the conversation yeah. was going. He didn't want to stick around for I that show, right? Work. And then, and then of course, Marielle and I are howling. We're laughing because he wants to get out of this conversation. And then Bryn, of course, going, what? What? Yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, I don't get it. That you is know? beautiful. So, you know what I mean? There's a great example of, like, you know, he just doesn't want to have that conversation with his parents. Yeah. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I'm thinking, dude, what's wrong with it? Like, it's not. This is a natural but thing. It, but the funny tell. thing is, it's awkward. But why? Why? Like, it's so, not for so, me. somebody mm. in it, it, culturally the surrounding of uh, little Liam's, uh, you know, <laughs> short years on Earth have conditioned him mm-hmm. it could to be, feel it could be personality could it not well, well a little bit mm-hmm. but uh, we're all awkward talking about this stuff, especially you know, at a certain age, you know. But like, it's probably because we don't talk about it. 
right? See, I grew up in a household. My mom was a social worker. Mm-hmm. Man, like you were talking about this when you were five and six years old. <laughs> you know I mean? So I don't. So I haven't had that experience. Like it was like, what's the big deal? Like, right, I just right, never right. really understood, right? <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, I just think it's so cool that that you there's or, or this opportunity for kids to have more outlets. You know? Yeah, and uh, and it's also interesting to realize that sometimes the way that anyone, including children, communicate is not necessarily going to be verbally. So there's other ways like the art and letting them play that you can you can actually have conversations without it being directly about something. Uh. Yeah, that's that is so interesting. It's like a it's such a basic concept too mm-hmm. isn't it? and I, I guess that's why the you know the popular uh, popularity of fidgets and uh, and like you say Rubik's cubes and all mm-hmm. these different things they help people concentrate in different ways right you know and 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 art and play and also in that exact same podcast episode I'm talking about the scientist acknowledged that he was a heavy heavy stutterer growing up like okay. like in a in a traumatic way mm. like the stuttering was, was so bad and uh, um, he was saying he never stuttered when he would sing or talk to animals, mm. and uh, and apparently that's a that's quite a common thing with people with with really uh, you know heavy strong stutters is like they feel comfortable in those places. Um, really? Yeah. There's so much interesting. Jeez. And I'm gonna leave it to you to listen to the episode to understand mm. how he got within a snap of a finger got past the stuttering and until he got cured. I'm not gonna say anything more, but I'm you can you, you you could take a couple guesses. Uh, I'm <laughs> so <laughs> what? Um, um, when people find out you're a therapist, what are they? What's the typical response? Uh, what kind of therapy? Physical therapy. They That's want, the yeah, they, they yeah, wanna, yeah. They want to. They, they want to know specific because if I just say I'm a therapist, there's so many different oh, kinds. Okay, so they'll you, say, right. well, what kind of therapy do you do? Physical therapy, yeah. or, and I'll say, well, psychotherapy or counseling therapy. Yeah. And then what? And then okay, so do you work at an agency or do you have your own place? Um, how do you get your referrals? Um, what else? What like you know? What's the age group that you like to work with? I actually don't tend to have too many people s- saying, "What are your thoughts on this issue I'm having?" And it might See, be because of the context and the settings that I'm meeting people. Yeah, they don't yeah. want to bring it up. Oh, okay. Well, I was, or I was wondering, do they go, uh, "Are you analyzing me right now?" Or they might they... wonder that, but I've never. You well, sometimes something? I think my husband <laughs> will sometimes <laughs> make a joke about that sort of thing, like. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, analyze me, or what's your, and I'll just be like, I'm just eating supper right now. <laughs> I'm off the clock here, yeah. honey. Sorry. Um, and most of the time, I'm not analyzing. <laughs> um, well, this this comes. I was just checking the time. It's again, these things go so friggin' fast. Mm-hmm. We do need we we need at least a therapist hour, Dave. For <laughs> yes, <episodes>. totally. Well, <laughs> but I want to make sure we get a plug for Shine Revolution. Can you please plug that? Yeah, and, and the also, fact that Jocelyn's wearing and, the amazing and hoodie. where to get the, your uh, your your workbook. Sure. So, um, well, the workbook. I have a couple of paper copies if someone wanted to contact me and like arrange to pick it up. But you can get uh, the most economical way is through Amazon, the ebook version, Kindle. Um, and I also uh, through Amazon, I have uh, you just type in the, the title. Yep, Just type days? in 33 days parenting program. Uh, you can put in my name, Jacqueline, if you want, but it, it should pop up and uh, you can order uh, an actual like softback copy that Amazon has a, a deal with Create Space, and they'll publish it as people need it and cool. send it. Yeah. Uh, so the Shine Revolution, it's uh, what I call my infrequent because <laughs> I'm not 
I don't do it super often, but when I feel called to, um, emails that I send out to people, and it's about the idea that we need to uh, embrace our shine. Mm. Um, and I have a belief that it's by embracing the shine and through love and positivity that we're going to affect the greatest change in the world. So I call it uh, the kind of it came to me to call it the shine revolution because I nice. just uh, it just seemed to fit. I can see why you guys got along so well. <laughs> um, Jacqueline, here, here's, here's a crazy question. Do you want to uh, get into a car? with uh, my friend Kate and I and drive to New York City uh, end of February, early March perhaps, and join us in uh, our Love Economy Talks I would love that, I need to get my passport then. (laughs) Deal with it now (laughs) I will. Because I think you gotta come with us. I would love that Yes, it's gonna be Hemmings House is uh, one of the ways that we're introducing ourselves into the new market Cool. uh, putting on a very cool event Cool. and It'll be right up the uh, Shine Revolution. So uh, you should feel honored. I'm not getting an invite like that. That is pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Not, not I, haven't, I, I haven't everything. asked you yet, but <laughs> trust me, Dave. Yeah. Now he feels compelled to. Now, like, now, oh, now no. that I decided to drive, everything's changed because I was going to fly. And I was like, now that my friend Kate's coming, I'm like, might as well drive, you know? Mm-hmm. There you go. Save a few you dollars and hop on the train. And, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Fun. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Well, you thank know, you for having me, gentlemen. I'm going to sign up for Shine Revolution because I want to learn more about my shine and bringing it out. And <laughs> Just pop the hat off every day. Well, no. <laughs> too cold for that right now. Oh, that's right. Actually, you know what? My hair is a little long right now. So look at that. Oh, I'm a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's good. And thank you for the muffins or the... Brownies. You're welcome. Which I did not make, so the deliciousness I can't take credit for. Second but cup. Second cup does but, make but a pretty good one. You, you I will take full credit for being so thoughtful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jacqueline. Okay. So here's where we do some takeaways, Mr. Hemmings. Yes. Well, I think well, there's, there's, there's so many takeaways in this particular conversation, but I think one of the inspiring ones is Jacqueline's ability to reduce and take control back of her life uh, through her business. Something that mm. most entrepreneurs actually do have the ability to do, but so many of us forget that we actually are empowered in that way. So I, that, that's, I think that's my decision of a takeaway, even though there's many, many more to do. I like, um, I'm, you know, there's a, there's a few. I mean, I like the idea of um, that whole idea of introducing people to, you know, counseling and therapy. So it's to, to demystify it a bit. I think that's a really cool mm. concept that more people should play with, including myself. And, um, and this idea of nature, like, you know, and, and how do we incorporate nature into our lives more, more consistently? I think, I think that's a really well, When it gets concept. warmer, Dave, there's nothing stopping us from doing the boiling point from the woods. That's a good point. We mm. could do that. I think we should. Yeah. I think next time we We're have Jocelyn on, let's, let's go. We'll find a waterfall. We'll be in the background. <sighs> Beautiful. What do you think? I'm in. Nice. Done. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Thanks, Jacqueline. <laughs> thank okay. you. See you next week, Dave. On the boiling points. Keep that bot, bot, keep that bot boiling. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale and to catch up with Greg visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter thanks for listening and remember keep that pot boiling Hi, I'm 
Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app.